0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the For The Win podcast. I am Mr. Tuesday host, Charles Curtis, and the U.S. Open started, which is awesome. And and as a native New Yorker, I love the U.S. Open. I've been there a few times. It's such a spectacle, and the fans are great, and uh, you always see something really cool there. I know it's very general. Uh, And something cool that's happening there is Serena Williams is there. Already won a match. Uh, she's having quite a week, and so I had to bring on... I, should I call you our Serena Williams expert? That seems like too much, but but you write you yeah, about it too. I don't.
1: I'm not comfortable with that. Fair um, enough. I think <laughs> Serena Williams
0: enthusiast, maybe. There you go. So Serena Williams enthusiast, <laughs> Nina Mandel, our managing editor of For the Win. How are you, Nina? What's going on? I'm good. Uh, I'm, like I said, excited about the U.S. Open being, uh, (laughs) uh, kicking off in 2018. Uh, We
1: are all excited about the U.S. Open. Yeah,
0: how can you not be? I mean, I I think like all the tennis uh, grand slams are are always a blast. Frankly, any tennis tournament. I once covered... Serena, briefly, because she pulled out uh, in, in Cincinnati, uh, which is the tournament, I forgot what the name of the tournament is, the week before the U.S. Open, and there that's a spectacle in itself too, you know, you're on the grounds, you're walking around, um, it was at the time when Carolyn Wozniacki was dating, I believe not engaged at that time, to Rory McIlroy, so I saw Rory McIlroy walking around, actually he was running around trying to avoid everybody, um, but, like, yeah, I just, I think that tennis tournaments in general are great. And the U.S. Open kind of uh, brings it to, uh, you know, New York. I don't know. I, I, I'm a New York centrist. I can't help it. Um, what kind of week did you see already from Serena? It's been kind of crazy
1: for her. Yeah, it's been um, a kind of crazy week. But, like, crazy good week. I don't want to be like, that a crazy bad week? Um, so it actually started on a bad note because the French Open... Organizers said in an or organizer uh, said in an interview that they were going to ban her cat suit, which made everybody really mad and we can go back into that. But then she opened up a pop shop for her clothing line, she um, starred in a Beats by Dre commercial with Nicki Minaj. Nagi had a cool commercial for her and then yesterday she kicked butt um, at her first US Open match.
0: Yeah, and I wanna go back to the cat suit for a second. What was your reaction? to the way that the organizers of the the French Open handled that.
1: I mean, it was horrible, right? So first, I think that you don't just drop that in an interview. Like, if you're going to, I don't Anyways, um, so I do want to say that Serena has said that she spoke with the French uh, Tennis Federation president, she's fine with it. She's about the only one who's fine with it. I mean, I think that, you know, his reasoning was that you have to respect the game, and I don't know what is... Better for the game than Serena Williams coming out in an outfit that makes her feel like a superhero and also has a lot of and protects her health because it helped with her blood clots that she was experiencing after giving birth. Um, and you know, like makes it very heroic for her And so, how that's not respectful to the game of tennis is sort of mind-boggling to me, and I think just about everybody else. Yeah, I I I am
0: all about. Uh, I've sort of championed the cause. I don't know if I've done it online, but in general, around when when people talk about athletes in general, I sit there and I am all about make uh, making uh, making sure that athletes are themselves, right? Like the happier athletes are the ones that perform better. So, tamping down on somebody somebody's individualism, somebody's uh, passions, uh, which we know it was Serena, fashion is one of them, um, and making a statement we know is one of them, um, uh, which is. Great, and it's, I think she thrives on that, right? Like, to sort of, like, push that down and say, no, no, like, you know, you can't wear, you can only wear certain things. I mean, uh, granted, we know Wimbledon has rules. So this is. It's been like that since, uh, whatever, the dawn of time, uh, or whenever <laughs> Wimbledon was started wearing whites. But to me, like, come on. Like, uh, this is what Serena does, and, and to call her out specifically and say, well, that's too much uh, is absurd. And she handled it, as usual, with grace and you know, kind of responded in a way that, that yeah, classy, uh, but it's, it's stuff like that that makes athletes probably feel in general, like they are being, you know, sort of put upon uh, by everybody else. And it, it's not, it's not great to see.
1: No, it's not, and you're right, she did have a great line about how she would have never worn cat catsuit anyway, anyways, because she never repeats an outfit, which I think is, A great response, but in addition to just you know being disrespectful to Serena, it's disrespectful to all the working moms that she said she inspired and hoped to inspire. With not only her return, but with that outfit that made her feel like such a superwoman. So I think that if you want to bring fans into the game, alienating such a large portion of people seems like a pretty terrible way to do
0: it. Totally agree. Um, what what do you make of her kind of championing the cause of working moms? It's it's actually been really fascinating to see because, and, and this is going to sound like terrible because I, you may know about this more than I do in terms of like, you've covered, you know, the WNBA, you've covered um, uh, some other sports. Like, uh, are there other working moms who have done this so much where they've, they've really, you know, sort of taken everybody through, maybe somebody who's not as notable as Serena, perhaps, um, has done it. And I'm, I'm very amazed by it. And I, I'm like, yeah, right on. Like I, I it seems like she's inspired a lot of people being the working mom, famous tennis player.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think Serena has a bigger platform than, um, probably I'm trying to think of another female athlete that has as big of a platform as she does, but she definitely has a bigger platform Mm -hmm. than most female athletes, um, which includes most female athletes who are moms. But like you said, there are a ton of moms who also play sports. But I think the other thing that Serena talks about a lot is she had a terribly frightening aftermath of the birth of her first child. Mm -hmm. I mean, she almost died. She had all these complications. And I think that she really does a great job of painting a picture of, how hard it is to fight back from and it's not you know it's not a bad thing but like it's a hard thing to come back from um, you know giving birth to your first or any child the six child giving birth and then coming back to play at the level that we expect her to play at um but like you were saying there's a ton of other moms in sports doana bonner WNBA player she um, gave birth in the off season i believe to twins and has had a really fantastic season there's a ton of other examples, um, but I think what Serena does so well is just be really, really honest about, you know, the hard times in addition to the, you know, the great things that most people post on Instagram.
0: Yeah, uh, and and I think it's it's that social media, you know, it's between you know what it's like for her to, to be away from her kid while also passionately uh, doing the sport that she loves and is good at, and I, yeah, every every Instagram post, every tweet. Yeah, you always see the responses. And it's like, "Thank you, Serena." You know, um, I'm. By the way, I'm thinking of other, other notable athletes who have dealt with this. Candace Parker comes to mind, right? Remember when she was on the ESPN the magazine cover? I think it was '09 that she was and and pregnant. And I think that was like kind of a a, a great moment too in, in history, uh, pre I guess social media era. Um, but yeah, it, Serena's doing it in a, in a way that is. It's really. I don't know, it, it's unifying in a way, right? Like, everybody talks about working moms, but for her, right, like, she is actively sort of weighing, like, you know, it seems like she's weighing, like, how good am I, you know, how, how can I be, you know, tip-top in my sport and all the training I have to go into and also be there for my daughter. And uh, and I love uh, her, you know, relationship with Alexis Ohanian, who uh, you posted something from him today with a, a great tweet. He just... Is so supportive, and uh, you know unabashedly so, and and so that that's always a, a nice factor. Yeah, sorry, you're kind of fading out, but
1: yeah, they think
0: could hear were saying about. Oh, sorry about that. No, I was saying Alex O'Hanian is just he's he's uh, an incredible uh, supportive husband, and and unabashedly so, and I and I love that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think they they're a great illustration of how you know and you want your relationship to be a partnership. Like, there's, you know, there are a lot of, like, early tweets about, like, oh, look at Alexis babysitting um, Serena and his daughter. And it's like, no, he's not babysitting. That's his kid, too. And I think they just do a great job of setting an example of, of both being, you know, really involved and in really equal cool parents.
0: Yes. So that reminds me of something uh, somebody close to me once said who uh, she said, you know, that that, like, when a dad does something, everyone's like, oh, he's such a good dad. But when a mom does that same thing, it's like nobody says anything. And, and like, that's, that's a good example of that. And, and he, here we are with Serena doing all these things and also being a mom. And I think people are starting to say that. Like, wow, what an amazing person and mom and all that. Um, what do you think – now, she's 37 or turning 37. What do you think is next for her? I mean, she's still on the hunt to be all-time and number one in, in singles grand slams. Uh, but I start to think about this with her, because we're, we're pushing 40 here, she's come back from, like you said, a, a health scare after a, a pregnancy, being a mom, you know, which has become so much of her, she's still an icon, still at, pretty much at the top of her game to be able to make it to at least semifinals, finals of every tournament, if not every Grand Slam. Do you foresee, like, what she does after her career is over, her playing career is over?
1: She's going to dominate tennis for at least another 30 years so I don't really think she has to worry about that for a while <laughs> but seriously I think her tennis career is pretty far from over um, and I think that she uh, you know she can do whatever she wants and she's done a great job in her career of continuing to carve out more and more and more of what she's great at and what she can do in all the areas she can be an influencer and in. so I mean I think the world is wide open and I think she's going to play tennis for a long time.
0: I think she's she's going to continue the designing. I mean, I, again, we're speculating on what might be yeah. like, five years from now, ten years from now. Goodness knows. That, that's what's also crazy to me, right, is that she and Roger Federer, who have been put in the same conversation probably too many times, but we're talking about two tennis players who are nearing 40, who are dominating, positively dominating sports where – you used to see, you know, somebody who turned 30, and that was like, up oh, the bell's tolling, like, here we go, like, the down, the, you know, the, the career's on the downswing, and it was for Federer for a little bit, but it was a health thing for him. How amazing is that? Like, how mind-blowing is it? Obviously, we're in a, an era of better science, better uh, better uh, medical care, and things like that, but it, it just is astounding in the, in the sport of tennis, which is so grueling, and so hard on the body, and even, like, a Rafael Nadal, who's had his ups and downs like, and a guy who's, who's so physical with his game that uh, you just see they're still, they're still up there and it's a, a, I think a blessing to the sport because I don't know what life would be like without, and we've sort of seen it with Serena being out, but like it's a different sport with, with those names not competing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, like you said, sports science is amazing today. And so it's so much fun just to see. And I think it's so funny that we're like, oh, they did something great. And they did something great after 30. That's amazing. I mean, look at LeBron, too, in basketball right now. Vince Carter. I was talking to Vince Carter. He's over 40 about when he dunks. And he was like, you know, I always, I still think about dunking. And then I think, how much is this worth going in for a dunk right now? Like, how much, is this worth how much it's going to hurt? And usually it is. So I think it just kind of, you have to change your mindset. I don't know. I mean... But, yeah, I think you're totally right that it's amazing to watch, and it's, so, it's going to be so much fun to see them competing until they're, like, 75.
0: Yeah, right, on, on, on walkers or something. Or maybe not, because they'll be just, it's just so amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah, no walkers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how you are, too, right? Like, you're still competing at your highest level in tennis.
0: Oh, sure. You? Yeah, I'm 36, <laughs> and I uh, I play, and, uh, God, I ache the next day. But that's also because I'm not active enough. Like, if I was uh, training every day, maybe I would be that. <laughs> Um, uh, yes, yes, everyone, everyone at For The Wind knows that I play currently a weekly tennis game. Um, what other um, storylines, any other storylines are kind of following the U.S. Open? Anything you're, you're noting uh, as, as uh, the tournament kicks off?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I think it's hard to care about anything but Serena. But the number one seed on the women's side did fall yesterday, which was a pretty big surprise. Um, so that's a big surprise, you know, not only because it's historic, but the number one seed fell that early in the U.S. Open. But also, it opens up an easier path for Serena to get to the finals again. Um, Venus Williams is there, which is exciting to watch too. And, I mean, there's always really good food at the US Open, right? Like, didn't you go to food tastings there?
0: I, I have not. Our, our coworker, Ted Berg, did uh, years ago. I got invited this year, but I was on vacation, and it was such a bummer because the food there is like top-notch. And I was just talking to somebody yesterday he said, oh, I'm going to uh, one of the early round days. And I said, okay, bring your money. And she was like, wait, why? And I was like, because the food is so expensive, but it's really top of the line stuff. She said, okay, you know. Uh, but it's, yeah, that's part of the experience, right? It's like, you go to this giant tennis grounds right by City Field where the Mets play, and you gorge yourself. You can walk around the grounds. I mean, the night the night uh, action is where I've, I've really loved going to because it's under the lights. You, the crowd, sometimes celebrities show up. Um, actually, our president, our current president—not to get into that—but he actually showed up during a, a match. My parents came home one day from a, uh, a match. Want to say in the nineteen nineties, and apparently a fan, like you know, when they say "quiet, please," like all the fans were watching Donald Trump bring in whoever it might have been, his current wife—I I don't know—but I remember my parents coming home and excitedly telling me the story when, just before a point, it quieted down. Right before a serve, and some people are like, "Hey, Donald, who's that?" or something like that. And like, that's New York. Like, that's the New York crowd that that's there. Some people are there to celebrity spots. Some people are really, you know, most people are tennis fans. I mean, I've seen people with like costumes up in the the upper upper uh, parts that are that are screaming like certain very certain cheers for people. It's such a it's such a spectacle
1: and that's what's great you know like you were saying that's what's great about New York right that there's all these celebrities and it's a scene in addition
0: to being the best tennis in the world right now yeah yeah um, and, and the thing about by the way but you mentioned Simona Halep going down at, at number one and that's the yeah. thing that I think about with Serena and Venus someday not being there like when when they're gone you know will it be Carol Moseyaki like will it be Sloane Stevens will it be uh, any of those names that, that keep coming up Muguruza has won a little bit um women's side at least it seems like it's wide open when Serena's not not there and and that's you know I like that that's if we want to compare it to like golf when Tiger's not there I'm still excited because it's a wide open field do you feel that way about sort of the women's side
1: yeah definitely and I think we you know we always try to put this I don't know if it's pressure is the right word but we always try to say like Sloane Stevens is going to be the one who comes up and um you know fills in for the women when Serena's gone Madison Keith, all of those people we try to decide every single time, I think every month we're like, this is going to be who's going to fill in when Serena's gone and I think sort of what we find out is that the, women, the American women's game is really strong but it's just nobody's going to be Serena, man
0: No, nobody, that's a good way to end it uh, Nina, anything we're looking forward to from you in the next couple weeks any, any features or fun things you're doing? Um, well, I didn't
1: tell you this so I'm going to tell you on the podcast. Oh, great. I'm coming to visit you in New York on Monday. No
0: way. All right. got to visit Panina. Yeah. Oh, Labor Day. Oh. I know. So
1: that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah.
0: Great. That's yeah. really exciting. Yeah.
1: Because uh, I'm going to be hanging out with Stephen A. Smith where I learn all about his new studio and life as Stephen A. Smith. No way. What about way. you? What are you working on?
0: I'm working on, I'm going to uh, the NFL uh, on CBS uh, Media Day, which which uh, will be a Tony Palooza, hopefully. Um, and uh, maybe I'll speak to some of the other on-air talent Uh, and then the NFL season starts so lots of podcasting about the NFL coming up Uh, and and more U.S. Open we'll see what happens I mean today we already got uh, uh, a uh, first round where um, one of the players had to retire from the from the the match because of a health scare and his opponent uh, comforted him Uh, they're both fellow Canadians and like that's that's what that's what sports is all about and I love I love seeing that and uh, you know more more of that to come
1: yeah you wrote about that on for the win and I love it so I hope that everybody who's listening to this who did not read that story has like the moment to just feel better about the world of Nina
0: yay shameless plug Nina thanks as always for uh, for joining us <laughs> and uh, nice. looking forward to hearing from, from more from you thanks
1: Charles.